I am Charlotte Jackson, and this is Game Changer, the podcast that empowers you to align with your true self, mind, body, and spirit, because that is where the magic happens. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a certified holistic coach, Reiki master, and EFT practitioner, and I'm a recovered crystal meth addict. And everything I share with you are things that have already helped me, things I've learned, or things I am learning along my journey. So welcome, and thank you so much for being here. It is my only wish that this episode finds the person that it is meant to find and empowers them to change their life. Hi friends, we are back for another episode of Game Changer and I feel like I say this every single week but I am so excited to be here and so excited to share the topic that I have picked out for us today. Today I am going to talk about my spiritual awakening and basically what I think of and think about when I think of the universe and God and source and all of these things that are becoming more and more commonplace, I would say, that people are getting more and more connected to their own spirituality and it is so beautiful to see. So I just want to dive into that because I know for me that when I kind of had this whole experience, I thought I was losing my fucking mind And had I come across a podcast like what I'm about to record, it would have helped me no end. So I always say this at the start of my podcast that I just really hope and pray, and that's my one wish for every episode, that it just finds that one person that it's meant to find. And if this person is you, then please just believe that this message, this story, my experience It is for you and if you resonate with it, there is a reason that you've come across it and it is meant for you and you are meant to hear it. Believe that, trust me. Okay, let's go. So let's talk about spirituality. For those of you who may have followed me on social media, you have seen that I have had a pretty intense up and down crazy journey through spirituality. Um, I was born into a family who do not have a practicing belief. They're not religious. They do not believe in God. We occasionally went to church when I was slightly older, but when I was a kid, I grew up in Asia. And in Asia, because I was at international school, they did not have a religion of the school. So I used to go to school and sing the Beatles in assembly. We never sang hymns. There was no religion that dominated the school system. That's just how it was. And because my parents weren't particularly religious, although they were both raised religious, so my mum was raised Protestant and my dad was raised Catholic, um, they were not practising. And that is because when they were younger, before I was born, they actually lost their daughter, my elder sister, in a really tragic car accident. She was 10 months old and my dad fell asleep whilst he was driving. And so for them... They just completely rejected this idea of God. How can there be a God who's all-powerful, who is all-knowing, who does all these amazing things if our 10-month-old daughter died in a car accident? That is not fair and God does not exist. So I was not raised by parents who believed in God. And when I moved back to the UK, when I was about six years old, seven years old, I think, Um, I went to school and suddenly everyone is singing these hymns and I still didn't really understand. 
we went back to Hong Kong again, then religion was absent. And then when I came back to the UK when I was 10, I went to this school where everyone was reciting the Lord's Prayer. And I was like, what the fuck is this? My parents have literally sent me to a cult. And then my mom said, oh, okay, yeah, we haven't actually told you about God. And she kind of filled me in on what this prayer was all about. So I know that a lot of people have a lot of religious trauma. And so the word God can be quite triggering for some people. I use the word God really interchangeably with the universe and source. I don't know if they're all the same thing, but I talk about God, I talk about the universe, I talk about source. Whatever word resonates with you and where you're at, just use that word. It could even be energy, but whatever it is, whatever you use to describe a higher power, something greater than yourself, just use that. There is no right or wrong. There is no word that is best to use to describe this particular energy that we are talking about. So fast forward to the rest of my life. I would say I was never an atheist. I have always, always believed that there is something greater than me. I would say I was probably agnostic really when I was kind of in my teens and then in my 20s. I just sort of had this feeling there's something greater than me but I don't really know what it is and I'm not really around anybody who is religious so I wasn't drawn into a particular religion or anything like that and I certainly did not resonate with anything that I was taught at school I didn't resonate I went to a Church of England school I did not resonate with any of that I didn't resonate with the hymns I didn't resonate with the services I actually found them a pain I used to find them just like an annoying drain on my life that I used to get dragged to It used to piss me off that my parents made me go to church every Christmas because they didn't believe in God and they weren't religious, yet we had to go to church at Christmas and I thought that was really hypocritical. So I kind of rejected religion when I was younger, but I was always open to this power that was greater than me. Then, of course, in my 30s, I ended up a drug addict and basically I got clean, I believe, because I suddenly opened myself up to a power that is greater than me. And that power, whatever you might want to call it, saved me. It helped me. It was me and this power together, working together, somehow (laughs) pulled me out of the pits of where I was. And I truly believe that if I had not had a spiritual awakening, I never would have gotten clean. It was the absolute catalyst to my recovery and is the reason that I am now recovered and the reason that I am now happy and balanced and still clean and don't try to be clean I just am clean so yeah it was a pretty crazy experience for me but because I was open to it I guess it just happened really quite easily and quickly for me so the real real start of my spiritual awakening was in 2019 I had a friend called MJ and he passed away very suddenly. He was 38 years old and he died from a heart attack. It was obviously completely unexpected. No one, nobody anticipated that that was gonna happen. And this man, (laughs) he was just the most genuine, beautiful soul that I had met in so long. He was my biggest cheerleader. He was my biggest encourager. He treated me like I was the most amazing human being he had ever met, even though I was in the depths of addiction. 
and he used to shoot hard facts at me and he used to tell me the hard truths and he used to tell me all the time like fuck man you are so much better than what you're doing what the fuck are you doing you are so much better than this you shouldn't be doing this but he still never judged me for it even though he hated what i was doing he hated that i was a crystal meth addict but he loved me and he supported me and he just had the most beautiful energy. He was the life and soul of the party. He was funny, he was generous, he was kind. He always had time for every single person. He he was just someone who just wanted to see everyone succeed and everyone do better. And he believed in everyone and he was just, I can't explain him. He was just, he was an angel in human form. That is how I see him. And he certainly is an angel now. He is just the most wonderful human being. So sadly, he passed away in 2019. And this is when life started to get really fucking crazy for me. This is when my spiritual awakening started to happen. And because I was a drug addict, I tried so hard to ignore it. I tried so hard to push away what was happening because I thought if I believed it, that that meant I was crazy. I thought if I tell anyone these fucking weird things that I'm experiencing, they're going to put me in a fucking psych ward. (laughs) No one is going to believe me. I, I felt like I couldn't speak to anyone about it. I didn't know who to talk to about what was happening. So if that is you right now, if you are going through a spiritual awakening and you feel like you're basically experiencing a psychosis or having some sort of mental breakdown, just know that you are okay and that I actually, I see you. I genuinely understand where you're at. Please, please connect with me on social media if you are struggling with these kind of experiences. Obviously for me, everything was very heightened because I was going through drug addiction at the same time but I have spoken to people who have gone through a spiritual awakening who were not on drugs and their experiences are very similar so you are not alone you are not crazy and it's going to be okay I promise you in fact what's happening is actually the most beautiful thing that you will ever experience in your life and it will be the biggest blessing that you will experience as well so MJ dies obviously it's fucking devastating And this is when the crazy little things started to happen. When I say crazy things, what I'm talking about is synchronicities all the time. So I was driving to his funeral and as I was driving, I was listening to Spotify and it was on shuffle and it was doing that thing where it just plays random songs. So it's not actually the songs that are in your playlist. It just picks songs that are similar to your playlist And out of nowhere, this song starts playing. And it is a song that just reminds me of MJ to a T. It was, I can't even remember who it's by, but it's called the 10 Crack Commandments. If you know it, you know it. And it starts playing. And I start laughing because I'm like, that's MJ's fucking song. Like, why is that playing right now? I'm on the way to his funeral. And at that moment, it starts raining. And then I start thinking, okay, this is weird. Because the last time I spoke to MJ on the phone, him and I agreed, instead of agreeing a day to see each other we said I'll see you the next time it rains and we both said it it was the last thing we said to each other on the phone I'll see you the next time it rains we agreed boom hung up and I remember driving to his funeral 
and this song starts playing and the rain starts coming down and I'm thinking, what the fuck? I am li- I literally am about to go and see him at his funeral and it's raining. So I'm seeing him the next time it rains and I just thought, okay, whatever, Charlotte, you are just being crazy. Just whatever, just go to the funeral. So I went to the funeral and it was obviously so sad and horrible to see his mum as well because it, no parent should ever lose their child you know, before they go. The parent is meant to go first. Anyway, it was really, really sad. And I was mourning him and I just kept getting these experiences where it felt like he was trying to reach out to me through music, through songs. Random people would say things to me and I'd be like, am I literally losing my fucking mind? I remember once being in a public bathroom at a really swanky casino and this woman came up behind me and she went boo and I was like what the fuck is wrong with this person I turn around and look at her and she starts laughing and she goes you look like you've seen a ghost and just walks out and I was like okay firstly that is very strange behavior but again I felt like I couldn't tell anyone these things because they'd be like "Mm, Charlotte you're on drugs and you're just making this up but I wasn't it was really bizarre so I just kept ignoring these things and they kept happening. These weird things, weird strangers saying weird shit to me all the time. And I would just be like, ignore it, ignore, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. You are not crazy. You are not losing your mind. Do not have a psychosis. Just keep going. Just keep going. Anyway, we go into lockdown in Melbourne because it's COVID and I was walking through the city and I was just really, really struggling because I was locked in a house that was essentially a crackdown and I wasn't allowed to go anywhere and everything was shut. And I walked through the city and I walked past the church where MJ had his funeral. And I just like fell on my knees in front of this church and I was just sobbing and just reaching out and just crying to MJ. That is who who I was just so desperate for because he was my voice of reason and he he had gone. He had left me. I was I felt so alone and deserted. I felt like I had no one. My family were obviously on the other side of the world. I felt like I was going crazy because I was experiencing these weird coincidences and synchronicities. And so I was on my knees and I was crying and I just said, MJ, please, like, I just, I don't know what to do. I I do not know what to do. I am so sad and lonely and lost and you fucking left me and I don't know what to do. And I just cried and just wished that he was there. And I I was just sending out this cry, this heartfelt cry to the universe please just help me and I go home and on the way home I pop into a petrol station it was a 7-eleven convenience store and when I go in there there's a person standing about a meter and a half away from me and he looks up and it was MJ (laughs) and I know that sounds crazy I do not often see things like this. I have never seen anything like this since. I have never seen anything like that before. But I swear to God, it was MJ. He was standing a meter and a half away from me and he looked up and he looked me dead in the eye and the look was literally, Charlotte, what the fuck are you doing? And I freaked out. I ran away. I was so scared. And I had my headphones in and I just pressed play and the first song that came on was Tracy Chapman's Fast Car and the lyrics as it played it was like MJ was speaking to me 
So if you know the lyrics of Fast Car, it's like, you've got a fast car. And then it says something like, I've got a plan to get us out of here. I've been working at the convenience store. Like, what the fuck? I was just in a convenience store. Managed to save just a little bit of money. We won't have to drive too far. Just cross the border and into the city. You and I can both get jobs and finally see what it means to be living. Because trust me, MG and I were not living when we met. Not properly. Not to the extent that we could have, obviously. Especially myself. So... I go back to the house that I'm living in, which is an absolute just dive of a place. And I'm freaking out because it felt like the fast car song was speaking to me. And I felt like I'd just seen my best friend in front of me, but he was dead. (laughs) And the only difference between the person that I saw at the 7-Eleven convenience store and my friend is that MJ has a freckle on the end of his nose and the person at the convenience store did not have a freckle on the end of their nose. So I, I just convinced myself, you know, I was probably just seeing things. It was probably someone that just looked like him, whatever. Just side note, it wasn't. So I go back to the house and I just get on my phone and I'm just trying to distract myself. And I go on YouTube and I start watching random videos and this video pops up and it's the Olsen twins being interviewed by Oprah Winfrey. So fucking random. And one of the twins says to Oprah, yeah, I used to have a freckle here, but it's gone. It disappeared. And I was like, fuck this shit. I throw my phone across the room. I'm like, nah. Then my ex-boyfriend walks into the room and he starts playing a song on his phone. And it's the, the song from MJ's funeral playing. I'm literally losing my mind. And I look at my ex and I just think, fuck you. Like I thought he was playing tricks on me to be quite honest, but let's be, let's be realistic. He didn't know the song that was played at MJ's funeral. So I'm sitting there thinking, this is crazy. My dead best friend is talking to me. And I can't tell anyone because I don't want anyone to think I'm a crazy drug addict. So I just do what I, what I could do in that situation. And I went to sleep. The next day, I just had this thing on my heart, in my mind. Go to a homeless shelter. Trust me, go to a homeless shelter. Like, okay. So I go to a homeless shelter and I say, hey. I'm really struggling. I'm a drug addict. I don't want to be. I have nowhere to go. I'm living in a house that I don't feel safe in. And I just want to sort my life out. And they said, look, we're really sorry, but we can't put you in the shelter right now. We can't put you in the shelter because of COVID. We have to put you in a four-star hotel. What the fuck? Again, I'm thinking, this is crazy. This doesn't seem real, but whatever. I'm just going to go with it. So I go to the four-star hotel. And around this time, I think restrictions in Melbourne started to ease and everything started to open again. And I was there and I'm still feeling like I'm going crazy and there's all these crazy synchronicities happening all the time and I'm just trying not to lose my mind. (laughs) And I'm just trying to stay sane. And I think, okay, what do I know about, you know, these kind of things, these kind of spiritual things? What, you know, all I know is I know of God and I, and when I think of God, I think of the church, but I don't really feel comfortable around religion. So that's not really this, where I want to go. And then I remembered there's a crystal shop in the center of Melbourne, just down the street from where my hotel is so I go to this crystal shop and I run in and I am kind of losing my mind at this point and I said oh my goodness I need a crystal and I need this because I think someone's cursed me and I don't know what's going on and the woman was like okay whoa firstly calm down secondly I doubt anyone has cursed you because this is very unlikely she said look why don't you go and get your cards read because that might help Sometimes they can give me clarification. They can give you some answers to the things that you're worried about or whatever. And I didn't tell her 
a single thing about anything that I was experiencing. I just basically just said, I, I feel like um, something bad is happening and, da, 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 and I need protection and I need a crystal and da, 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 da. And so she sends me upstairs to this tarot card reader and I sit down and the tarot card reader says to me, she's like shuffling the cards and she goes, you lost a friend recently. And I just looked at her like, what the actual fuck? And she looks at me, she goes, he's here. And I was sitting there going, what? She said, he's here right now. And he has a message for you. He wants me to tell you that you don't need to be scared. And he is going to help you. And all you need to do is keep taking the next step. And he will be with you every single step of the way. All you need to do is keep going and take the next step. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Like that's crazy, right? It's crazy. She also said, you need to connect with source because you're very ungrounded right now. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm not really listening to that. MJ's fucking here. This is craziness. So I said to her, oh, thank you so much. I said, you've actually given me so much relief. And I felt so much comfort in that moment, knowing that there was this person on the other side looking out for me and that he was going to help me and he was going to help sort everything out. And that I no longer had to do everything on my own because I had been on my own for so long. And all I just needed was someone to say, babe, I've got you. And that's what he said in that moment. Charlotte, I've got you. Just keep going. And I said to her, thank you so much. That has really, really helped. I feel so much better already. And then I said, you know, I wasn't actually even planning on getting my cards read. But the lady downstairs told me to come up here. And she went, oh, yeah. She said, was that Rachel or was that Akira? Akira is the name of MJ's daughter. And that is not a common name. So again, fucking weird synchronicity, right? I head back to my hotel room that I'm staying at, mind still blown that my dead best friend just reached out to me through this tarot card reader. And I get a notification on my phone. To this day, I do not know how this happened. I cannot explain it. Anyone I tell this to is like, that's not a thing. And I said, I know it's not a thing, but it happened. So I had a notification on my phone. It was from Instagram. And you know that thing on Instagram, that feature, the close friends feature, which I actually do not use that feature. I've never used it. I've never added anyone to it. I don't really even, I don't even know how to use it. I just know that there is a close friends feature and it's like, sometimes people add me to their close friends list and I can see these little green stories that they post, right? So I get a notification from Instagram and it says, you have a new close friend and it is MJ's fucking profile and it has been added to my close friends list and to this day, he is the only account that I have on that close friends list. I don't use it. I don't know how to. I don't even really know how to add anyone to it. And I have no fucking idea how my phone added MJ. Well, I do know how. But these are the kind of crazy things that were happening to me, right? And I was like, what the actual fuck? MJ just added himself to my close friends list. That doesn't even make any sense. But there he is. And these things continued on 
throughout my entire journey of getting clean. Every time I took a step, there was these weird synchronicities and miracles and things that would happen that made no sense, like getting put in a four-star hotel when you go to a homeless shelter, like being given 10 grand by the government from your pension money early so that then you can go and get an apartment and move away from all the crap done and the shit and the bullshit and then managed to get on a plane home in the middle of COVID when all the borders are shut and they are not letting anyone in or out of the country and you still somehow fly home. These things were all crazy miracles and I know without a shadow of a doubt that it was a higher power that did this for me. And it was through MJ that I connected with this higher power because I started to believe in the magic of the universe. And I started to believe that if I wanted something, I could help that happen. I could create it. I could manifest it into reality by genuinely just believing that it was possible. And so many crazy things happened, too many for me to even go into in this podcast because I don't want this podcast to be super, super long, but it, it, was, a, it was wild. Some of the other things that have happened, like MJ is my very, very much my direct connection to a higher power. When I feel disconnected, I just say, MJ, just send me a sign. And he always fucking does every single time. I remember when I first got back from Australia and um, I have a few different signs and symbols that remind me of MJ. Okay, so one of these symbols is cactus or cacti or whatever. Because when MJ was hungover, he always used to say, I'm so dry, I'm cactus. And I was walking through a field with my family literally in the middle of nowhere in a field right we're in a field and there's no one else around it's just my family and I'm walking along and I say to MJ I'm like MJ I'm like I'm really sad because I used to feel so connected to you when I was in Melbourne getting clean I could literally hear your voice in my head saying come on man keep going and now I can't hear you anymore I said I feel like you've left me I feel like you have gone and deserted me and I'm so sad and I heard his voice looked down and I looked down at my foot and right there next to my shoe in the middle of a field in England was a glittery cactus key ring. I have no idea where it came from. It didn't belong to me or my family, but there it was. And I picked it up and I put it in my pocket and I just felt like, fuck, like MJ, you are so good. And things like this have happened for me so many times. Um, more recently, I was working at a gym and I was on reception and it was late at night. It was probably like half past nine at night, just before the gym was about to close. And I was sitting there by myself and I spoke to MJ again. I'm like, MJ, tell me that I'm not crazy. If this is real, if I can genuinely communicate with you, if you genuinely can communicate with me from the other side, I fucking, I want you to show me. I want a sign. He's like, pick a sign. I'm like, okay, cool. So I picked a spotty hair bow. Spotty hair bows also always remind me of MJ because I used to wear one in my hair and he always used to say it was cute and kind of tease me for it. So I said, send me a spotty hair bow. If you can hear me right now, and if I'm genuinely communicating with you, send me a spotty hair bow. So it's 9.30 at night, I'm sitting at the reception desk and the automatic doors in front of me open. And this person walks in and she's wearing these massive platforms, like eight inch platform heels, boots up to the knees. She's wearing a tiny little puffy skirt, a corset 
and her face as she walks closer i can see is so white and she's got bright red lips and a freckle on her face and she totters up taking tiny little steps because her heels are so high that she can't walk quickly and she comes up to the desk and she, i mean you can't miss her right like you literally could not miss her she sticks out like a sore thumb and she comes up to the desk and she says to me hi i'd like to inquire about membership and i look up and on top of her head is a spotty hair bone and i had to try so hard not to laugh because in that moment I felt MJ say, you want, a, you want a spotty hair bow? I'll fucking give you a spotty hair bow, you know? And any time I've ever asked him to show up, he always shows up. So that was kind of the way that I connected with something that I couldn't see and really came to believe in it. And I really, really came to believe in God in these moments, in this higher power. And funnily enough, the final stage of the 12 steps, if you go into a 12-step program through Narcotics Anonymous or Alcoholics Anonymous, the very final step is that you have a spiritual awakening. And that is 100% what happened to me. It was like, boom, my eyes were just opened. Holy shit. There is an entire world, a realm, whatever you might want to call it, that we cannot see. And so... I want to talk about what I now believe because I did go through a stage as well where I went very heavily into all these practices like Buddhism and Reiki and energy healing and I was doing all of these things right because I was just trying to find myself and try and work out like what do I believe I know I believe in something but I don't know what I became a Christian for about eight or nine months as well I was baptized but then that started to not resonate with me because it for me, religion just felt so constrictive. I felt like it wasn't big enough to explain the enormity of this power that moves through every single human being that's within me, that's within within you, that's in every animal, every plant, the air that we breathe, the energy all around us, like every single thing is connected. And that is why when you're in tune with it, you start to experience these crazy synchronicities. That's why this happens, because we are all connected. And source lives in us, and we live in source. It is, it's just this interconnected web of just amazingness, energy. And so I really think what happens when people die is that, that they just become energy that we can no longer see. And you can still tap into that frequency, and you can still tap into their energy, and you can feel them around you, and they are still around you, but they're just not in a body. So when it comes to what I believe now, I 100% believe in a higher power. Sometimes I call this higher power God. Sometimes I call it the universe. <laughs> to be honest, it just kind of really depends how I'm feeling. And I have such a connection with this higher power. I will pray to it. I will dance and I will think of it. And it's just beautiful. It is all around us. It is in people. It is in, it is in everything. And I read this quote the other day and I just think it's so beautiful. It said that God will always meet you where you're at. And that is so true. God or the universe will always communicate with you in a way that is, is where you are at in that moment. So if you are heavily religious, that is how God communicates with you. If you believe in the universe and you believe in manifestation and you believe in this and you believe in that, that is how God will communicate with you. If you are a scientist 
and you are making new scientific discoveries, that is how God will communicate with you. God will communicate with you in any way that you are open to being communicated with. God meets you where you're at. And it is just so beautiful. It, it really is. The other day, I had an experience with someone that I was dating where I just genuinely was like, do you know what? I give up. I am done. I'm throwing the towel in. I cannot be bothered with this shit anymore. I'm done. I'm giving up. And I went on Instagram and I was looking at the profile of um, this, this girl that I follow called Mia Fields. And she was talking about a song that she had recently either released or something like that. Um, I can't even remember the name of it, unfortunately, but I thought, okay, cool. I'm just going to go and listen to that. When I listened to it and the very first words of the song were, I am not going to give up on the edge of my breakthrough. And in that moment, I knew that this was a message from a higher power that was saying, Charlotte, you are so close to finding your person. Do not fucking give up. You are so close. Why would you stop when you are a millimeter away from the breakthrough that you're looking for? And I had this same message come to me when I was getting clean. It was like, you are so close to breaking through. Like, do not give up now. And these messages can come to us all the time. They come to us through music. They come to us through other people. They come to us through scrolling on social media. You might suddenly come across something and it resonates so very deeply with your soul because it is exactly what you need to hear in that moment. And I was so sad. I felt like giving up. And I really, really was just like, oh, like, I just don't even know. Like, I'm just done. I'm tired. And even though I got that message that was like, don't give up, you're so close. I just thought, I'm just so tired. I'm just tired, man. Like, I'm tired of sifting through. <laughs> okay, let's not get into dating. That's not what, That's not what we're here to talk about today. I'm getting sidetracked. So I decided to take myself to church and... It's funny because I obviously have been a Christian in the past and I absolutely do not describe myself as a Christian now. Many of the things that I believe are things that Christians do not believe and that is totally fine. But I can really resonate with just the feeling of being somewhere where people are worshipping a power greater than them. And I can really resonate with coming together and praying together and just like this spirit that moves through people when they are worshipping. It's just so, so beautiful. And I really, really love worship music. I'm not talking about old school hymns that are like fuddy-duddy. I'm talking about like new Christian music actually just fills me with so much joy. And so I went to church and it was so uplifting. And again... MJ just decided to fucking show up and one of the quotes that MJ kind of got known for before he passed away was this quote I believe it's by Mark Twain the two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why I have this quote stuck up on a post-it at my desk I also have this quote like written down in so many different places because this quote MJ used to say it just before he died and it's literally written on the back of his order of service for his funeral. It is, it's just something that we as MJ's friends associate with him. Anyway, there I am sitting in church. We've been singing the worship songs. I'm like, yeah, this is so good. And I hear MJ and he's like, this song's for you, Charlotte. And it was a song that said so clearly, you are not not alone. It was like, I will, I know that I never walk alone. There was someone in the fire standing next to me. Yeah, there definitely was. There was someone holding back the seas. Yes, there definitely was. And 
it even had this part that said, and obviously this is referring to Jesus, right? I do know that, but it it was a song and it said, I know that someone else died for me so that I could be set free. And I was bawling because I believe so deeply in my heart without a shadow of a doubt that MJ died so that I could be set free from addiction. His death was the catalyst to me getting clean. His death was not in vain. It was like his soul decided because I remember he said to me when we were like when we were both alive, when he was alive, he said to me, I would walk through the gates of hell for you and I don't even know why. And he did. He genuinely did. He fucking pulled me out of the depths of the pit of addiction that I was in. And I'm so incredibly and eternally grateful to my best friend that he did that for me. He genuinely did. I feel like he, yeah, he saved my life by dying. It's crazy and beautiful in a really weird way and so anyway I'm sitting there and and that happened so I'm bawling I'm like oh my god I'm such a mess this is crazy like MJ oh my god I love you so much and then I see in front of me and there is a person sitting in front of me and he's wearing a t-shirt that on the back had two boxing gloves hanging and these boxing gloves are the exact same kind of picture as a tattoo that loads of people got when MJ died to kind of honor him they all got these this tattoo of these two boxing gloves and it looked just like that and I was like oh my god he's here and then the pastor walks on and he's like hi everyone like I'm coming to get my message bam puts this quote up behind him what does it say the two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why holy fucking shit and these kind of things happen all the time if you are open to them. If you want a connection with God or a higher power, just ask. All you have to do, and for me personally, I've noticed that God, the universe, always seems to really do these kind of big things when I ask, when I'm like, I feel fucking shit. I feel alone. I feel like there is nothing. And then bam, a message comes through. You are not alone. Please, you are surrounded by love. You are surrounded by people that care about you. You are surrounded by an an amazing energy that is in every single living thing, that is in every single person, that is in every non-living person, that is just in everything. You are surrounded by this and it is a part of you. And, and you think that you're alone. Like, come on, you are not alone. Anyway, I could genuinely talk about this stuff all fucking night. I love it. I have only hit the tip of the iceberg of all the crazy and weird experiences that I have had. But that is the basic general story of my spiritual awakening and is why I just believe in a, a power so much greater than me. Because I have experienced so many miracles. My life is a miracle. The fact that I am alive is a miracle. The fact that I got clean from crystal meth is a fucking miracle. The fact that I went to a homeless shelter and they told me that they couldn't put me in a shelter because they had to put me in a four-star hotel is a miracle. The fact that I flew across the world in the middle of COVID lockdowns when all the borders were shut is a fucking miracle. And you're telling me that there is not a higher power. I'm not just lucky. I'm connected to a higher power. I'm connected to God. I'm connected to source. And that is why doors open for me because I believe that they can 
and God helps these doors open. MJ helps these doors open. MJ is my fucking angel. He is here right now. I'm sure he's talking right through me. He's with me. He's like cheering me on like, yeah, Charlotte, you sound fucking crazy. We'll just keep going, man. (laughs) Anyway, I really, really do hope that this story of my spiritual awakening has helped you feel less alone because you are not alone. You are so supported and there is an energy that loves you so much. God loves you so much. The universe loves you so much. God is love. The universe is love. And when you feel that love for every living thing around you and every person around you, and you just feel it in the depths of your soul, you know that you are connected to that. It is something that you can't describe. It is peaceful. It is calm. It is exciting. It is everything. It is magical. And in order to connect to it, all you have to do is ask. You just have to say, hey God, hey universe, I want a relationship with you. I want to be connected to you. I am ready. Please help me. Show me how. Show me. Show me that you are real. Show me that this is real. Show me that Charlotte is not crazy and show up in my life. I want to see the miracles. I want to see the healing. I want to see the the crazy, I want to see the crazy synchronicities. I want to see this person get well. I want to see all this shit happen that I know probably could not happen without a higher power intervening and doing it. This connection is available for you. It is available to everyone. You don't have to be special or smart or clever or anything to connect to it. You just have to ask. You just have to believe. You just have to open your heart and just ask and just believe that it is possible because anything is possible. I promise you it really, really is. And I just hope that this story has reached the right person, that one person who needed to hear it, that one person who has been searching for a connection with a higher power and just thinks, "Mm, I, I give up. Don't give up. Do not give up. I promise you everything is going to be okay. And there is a higher power that is watching over you and watching out for you. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please connect with me on Instagram if you want to at I am Charlotte Jackson, you know where to find me. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate it, please leave a review and please share it with anyone that you think needs to hear it. And I will catch up with you on the next episode of Game Changer. Thank you so much for listening. 